This is part two of the podcast on whether the third secret of Fatima, which refers to an apostasy of the church at the highest levels and a persecution of Christians coming from within the church, whether that is happening right now. So last podcast I left off, please listen to part one if you have not, but last last podcast I left off, I was discussing um, how I think that um, there is a body of Christ uh, opposing a body of the Antichrist. These are the words of um, Bishop Fulton Sheen, who is a great thinker and um, bishop of the Catholic Church who's on his way to sainthood, although it's been delayed. There's some controversy over how it's been delayed, uh, his, his uh, canonization. Um, so, but my thought that there are people who are just very good intentioned, who may not be baptized, but are moving towards that. Um, and so they're working with the body of Christ, even though they may be um, formally separate from it. And there are people within the church who are baptized, but who are part of really the, the body of the Antichrist. They're working with the devil and they have uh, the devil's agenda, even though they may appear to be um, innocent. So these are, these are lambs, I'm sorry, wolves in sheep's clothing. People who appear to be um, on your side and good, but are actually sec- secretly subversive and... Um, are, are, are threats to you. Okay, so on May 13th, 1981, which was the anniversary of the apparitions of Fatima, um, this great miracle where the sun appeared to move around in the sky and there are many witnesses to this and people thought the world was, was ending and many people were healed uh, um, in this uh, experience and there were revelations given to three children, one of whom went on to become a nun. Uh, so John Paul II was, was assassinated. Uh, there's was, there was an attempt. He, he survived it on May 13th, 1981. May 13th is the anniversary of the apparition of Fatima. Now, I referred in the previous podcast about the importance of the number 17 in this um, Freemasonic agenda. And now, it pre-exists the Freemasons, but maybe it's just one huge agenda. Maybe it's uh, like the, the Illuminati or something. Um, so there were five shots fired at JP2, John Paul II, at 1717, just 517 p.m. Um, so that's very strange. 17 is a very important number uh, because in 1517, we have the Protestant Reformation, okay, where um, the church fractured broke up into all these different sects where we had all these so-called reformers who actually weren't reformers, they were just founding a new religion. They attacked the church for not being biblical. They tried to sever the Bible from the tradition that had interpreted it. Um, The Bible is also written by human beings, so I don't see how they really broke away from uh, human mediation. And the Bible itself is ambiguous, which they they found out when partisan sects started to fragment into all these different permutations and now we have over ten, tens of thousands of these Protestant sects. 1517 you got the Protestant Reformation. 1717 you got the first Freemasonic Lodge, uh, the Grand Lodge of London and Westminster. So 17 again is an important number. 1917 you have the apparitions of Fatima but also you have um, the Russian Revolution where communism is brought to uh, Russia, okay, and um, 
Now, Our Lady of Fatima warned of the spread of the errors of Russia, of atheistic materialism, and they embedded themselves in Russia, and they have spread throughout the entire world, going to China, Cuba, Venezuela, um, uh, certain African countries. And we see in the U.S. a strong element of subversion. It's gotten into the highest levels of government. Um, so it's it's a quite tense time. Okay. So uh, also my idea is that 2017 was also an important date in this grand scheme, which emphasizes this number that has this numerology and um, this devotion to the number 17. 2017 was supposed to be the inauguration of Hillary Clinton, who I think had a very special role planned for her in ushering in the New World Order, who was going to surrender U.S. sovereignty to global institutions so as to implement global socialism. Okay, so she was supposed to be an eight-year president, and at the end of the years, we, we would have find ourselves to be um, beholden to um, a global authority uh, embedded in the UN or some other body. But it didn't happen, and this is why maybe there's such a meltdown, because there are people who have this religious expectation that the New World Order will come uh, beginning in the year 2017 because of the sacredness of the number 17. Um, and they don't understand that it, that, that it couldn't have happened. It's like you have this belief in this deity who's going to, who is infallible and who promises that 2017 will be the year where you got the New World Order president but it doesn't happen and so maybe they think that it's still going to happen which is why they've been plotting all these subversive activities in the confidence that they're going to get what they want you know russia gate and the impeachment and now this virus okay um so sister lucia again was one of the children who saw um the apparitions wrote a letter to john paul ii in 1982 and she warned that because the message of Our Lady was not fully heeded, that the heirs of Russia are going to spread around the world. And the recommendation of Our Lady was um, a number of things. She wants us to wear the brown scapular. She wants us to um, basically be practicing Catholics, go to confession and um, say the rosary, but specifically for the Pope to consecrate Russia to her immaculate heart. And this has never happened. The, the Pope did not specifically consecrate Russia to her immaculate heart. And as a result, we see these errors spreading uh, around Cuba, China, Latin America, and threatening to come here. And Our Lady said it would annihilate whole countries. And so we now have countries that used to be thriving, but are now miserable hill holes. Okay. So, um, Stalin, we know this from testimony uh, given by Dr. Bella Dodd, who again is a former uh, communist, Communist Party USA member, who converted to Catholicism, and she exposed in this book, The School of Darkness, the plans of the Communist Party uh, to destroy the family, to take kids away from the family and make them uh, raised by the state. Um, uh, so this subversion of the uh, American government 
she uh, testified to this and also um, that uh, Stalin had ordered certain very corrupt individuals to um, enter seminaries and monasteries and pretend to be Catholic priests, but just go in there to create confusion and to, and to corrupt the church. And again, to spread this idea that it doesn't really matter uh, what you are, that God wills, that wills uh, the religion of Islam, that God wills the religion of Christianity. They're equally good. So why even bother to come to mass? If um, it doesn't matter whether you think that the Eucharist is the body of Christ or whether it's just a um, memorial. Okay, so there are Judas priests, the Judas, this um, traitorous apostle who um, bailed out on Jesus and gave him over to um, Pilate. This is a precursor and a type of other priests in the future who uh, follow along. They're part of the apostolic succession, but they uh, do not, in the end, persevere, and they sell out the church. So it could be some kind of ideological subversion, or it could be pedophilia, where they do horrible things, you know, perhaps trying deliberately to, to stain the Catholic Church. Okay, so um, we can turn to the book of Revelation to find some symbols that represent this end times struggle between the anti-church and the church, between, the, between between Christ and the antichrist and their respective mystical bodies. Okay, so in Revelations 12, chapter 12, verse 3, we have uh, this red dragon. Okay? Um, this red dragon in a battle with um, Our Lady uh, of, of Mary, who is giving birth to her son, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, and she's in a battle with this red dragon. Okay, um, and the red dragon is casting stars out of the sky, and I believe he casts down one third of the stars. So it's the symbol of the struggle for souls, um, as the dragon battles with the salvific mission of Mary and her son Jesus. Now, according to the priest that um, Dr. Hickson is uh, quoting, and again, this is um, Father Unterholt, Father Frank Unterholt, the Great Dragon represents communism. Okay, this awful materialistic ideology that subverts the traditional family that subverts morality, that claims to be for the poor, but really undermines any kind of law and order, uh, and that centralizes power in the hands of a totalitarian government, suppresses freedom of speech, suppresses religion, uses violence to intimidate and uh, confine its citizens. That is represented by the Red Dragon. Now, in Revelations, the red dragon is aided by two beasts. And again, there's some very deep symbolism in what these two beasts are. Okay? There is a black beast that is like a panther. Okay? And the black beast, according to Father Unterholt, and he makes a very compelling case for this, is Freemasonry. This is a beast that helps the dragon. Freemasonry is a panther because it kind of hides in the shadows. 
it's amazing that Freemasonry is not more prominent in the national conversation than it has been. Okay, Freemasons have been uh, occupying very high levels of the government and of business for decades. So apparently FDR was a Freemason. Teddy Roosevelt was a Freemason. John Wanamaker was a Freemason. Walt Disney was a Freemason. These are uh, pivotal figures in American history. And yet Freemasonry seems to get this kind of low profile. Um, they just do good works. They're just a, it's a good old boys club. They help each other out. And to some extent it is. There's also this other agenda of creating this new religion to supplant the Catholic Church. And to, um, as the slogan that St. Maximilian Kolbe saw, to make the Pope the slave of the devil. And to find a Pope after their own needs. So this Freemasonry is a panther that hides in the shadows. It pretends to be this charitable organization, but actually it has all these secret rites um, where, um, and all these symbols um, that are known only to initiates. Okay, I walked past the temple of Freemasonry today in Philadelphia. It's one North Broad Street, so it has this prestigious address, one North Broad Street, and the entrance carpet was purple. Is that some kind of symbol for the Freemasons? That seems strange. That, that that looked new, and it's odd to have a very deep and and striking purple color on your entrance mat. Okay, it could be nothing, but but they do use secret symbols and handshakes and gestures to indicate certain plans that they are working on that only initiates really fully understand. Okay, uh, there's also a lamb with horns. So it appears to be a lamb and, and representing innocence. So the lamb is a symbol for Christ, but it's a lamb that speaks like a dragon. So Revelations 13, 11, chapter 13, verse 11, there is this lamb that speaks like a dragon. And this is um, this person who offers this deceptive solution, but at the price of apostasy. So this is the, what the catechism is predicting as the, the Antichrist who offers this um, wonderful solution that appears great, but in fact um, is going to demand apostasy from faith in Jesus Christ. This is the false prophet. Okay, so these are the aides of the um, the end times of the of the dragon, um, who is the devil represents communism. The lamb with horns could be this pope who is the Freemasonic pope, okay, who, who presents himself as the servant of Jesus Christ, as the vicar of Christ. Now, strangely and disturbingly, Francis wants to strip away this title of vicar of Christ. So th th that title means that he is the voice of Christ, that, that he's totally surrendered and conformed to Christ and is only doing what Christ wants. You know, that will be done. Obedience to the Father. Mary's yes. Mary's saying yes to God at the initiation. So if he's not the vicar of Christ, then what is he? Okay, so, um, you know, I, I don't think it's wrong to to worry and be disturbed by Francis. Okay, um, 
he I mean I don't I don't hardly ever see him just defending Orthodox Catholicism it's always this it's always subtle but it's always there this questioning this doctrine bringing in this new innovation okay um blaming that uh the pagan uh practices of the indigenous people are so beautiful let's bring in pachamama to saint peter's church in rome um you know um pushing this uh political agenda of condemning the building of a wall um he seems confused by that that that's that's a safety precaution it's not um racist or or unchristian to want a wall on on the southern border uh he doesn't really understand these matters um but he said that trump is not a christian because he wants a wall um that's 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 false okay that's um there, there's trafficking of people trafficking of drugs across that border uh, a wall would help to slow it so it's, it's a humane thing it's not meant to trap people or um because we, we hate certain people that's that's a misrepresentation it's obvious propaganda and so why don't you want a wall because you want open borders okay uh you you want um mass immigration which can help bring about the diminishment of the sovereignty of the US and ultimately the one world government that's um this scientific di- dictatorship where you have this um dictatorship of a uh, centralized authority that's managing climate change that's managing population in this Malthusian vision of um a population that outstrips the food supply so let's go over uh just briefly to finish up this podcast this book of revelation so revelation 1920 um And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him now i have the king james version of the bible it's um it's a protestant version which which i'm not a protestant um but um it is a it is a very beautiful translation so um you know there's the new american bible which some people think is a very poor translation and so i, I need to update my bible and get a better translation translation but i do have what you know i do have the king james bible um uh and they have removed certain very good books from the bible that should be there that are um canonical but anyway the uh revelation 1920 says and the beast was taken and with him false prophets that wrought miracles before him with which uh he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and then that worshiped his image these both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone Okay. So this is the false prophet who offers this solution. Um there's this horrible problem and he says, "Oh, look, you can have the solution. All you have to do is give up your faith in Jesus Christ and they end up being cast alive into hell." So we see this beast in 1311. Uh it's the lamb with two horns 
that speaks like a dragon. And this this aids the um, red dragon in twelve three, um, who is um, standing before the woman who is giving birth, waiting to devour her child. So this is um, a contest between the Antichrist and Christ. Um, the woman is Mary giving birth to Jesus Christ, and the devil, which, which who was promoting communism, this just a destructive ideology. Um, it doesn't. Its end game is destruction. Okay, so it, it doesn't. It's 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 not like we're going to rebuild the world and have a have a have this humane program. It just destroys things. Um, it creates this awful society where this elite group has absolute power. They steal the wealth of the country. They have no rule of law where the elites can do whatever they want and have not be held accountable. And everyone else just has to be a slave of this government. And to live, they have to obey it. And they get their very small and modest means of existence from the government. They have no ability to um, cultivate their own private property and cultivate their own talents. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and um, I, uh, you know, we are in a difficult period of time. Things are getting better with this virus, but I think that we should take note and, and take up the take up the struggle. Don't don't be afraid. Um, embrace the struggle. We need to struggle um, in life. Um, you know. It's, it's not going to um, help if we try to hide from struggle. Let the struggle sanctify us. Let it make us better. Uh, and let's continue to be hopeful. So thank you.